the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. The resources of the church are the voluntary donations of people who trust and believe in the living God and who want to be faithful to what God has called them to do so that the power of the Holy Spirit that God put in us as a living church can go forward so the lost can know Jesus so they don't have to go to hell but they can go to heaven. That's the purpose of the church, but we've, we've defamed it, we've defiled it, we've messed it up, and for some we've reduced it to just being a business. It has nothing to do with God. They erase God right out of the picture. We don't need God. We don't check with God. We don't check his word. This is what we do in the business world. Well, here, here's a news alert. The business world does not exist without the living God. Here's a news flash. The business world's principles come from the Bible. They only operate according to how God laid things out. We defiled it. We messed it up. This church, this temple has a wrong reputation of what God designed it to be. Verse number three, it says, after we get to introduce this guy, he's laying there at the gate. They've laid him there at the beautiful gate. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for all. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter, Peter said, look at us, man. Look, look, look at us. She says, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. This temple, this church, there's a wrong reputation which creates a wrong expectation. This, this guy, this lame guy, he expects Peter and John to give him some money. Because, watch this, because the reputation is, this is where I get money from, from people who come in the temple. Now, I could be overreading this. I could be. I could be. But my guess is, because of where they are, they're not regulars to the temple. And so, therefore, when this guy who is a regular beggar outside the temple sees some folk who are not regular to the temple, he has a higher expectation that they will get some money, he will get some money from them. Now, he probably already knows the folk who ain't never going to give him no money because he sees them every week. You know, some of them, he just, he know I ain't getting nothing from them because I've been here for 10 years and they haven't given me nothing yet. But now he's got some new guys that are coming in, and the text says 
he saw them about to go in the temple, and he asked for alms from them because there's an expectation that he's going to get something from them. And so he expects money from them. And here's what I'm trying to get us to see. When the church has a wrong, wrong reputation, it's going to create wrong expectation. So people are going to expect certain things from the church when the church has a certain reputation. Are y'all still here with me? And so here's this guy, and so now watch, watch this. He expects money from them. Watch this. He, Peter says, look at us. Now here, here, here's where it really gets, gets, gets down to the road, rubber gets down to the road. Peter says, look at us. When a beggar gains the eye contact of a potential giver, he knows he's going to get something now. Y'all still here with me? Can I, just, can I just pretend I'm you for a minute? When you're walking through the district and, the, you know, there's folk, panhandlers or whatever, and they're, they're there and they got their little signs and buckets or whatever, and they don't smell good and they don't look good, and what you have become accustomed to doing, you don't even look at them. When you're sitting in your car and they're at the light and they got their little sign, you know, hungry, need food and, and all that, you, you turn your head the other way. You pretend like you're on your phone. You're looking at the, at the dials. You won't give them eye contact. Can I just pretend like I'm you for a minute? Just, I'm just pretending. I'm pretending. But I know some of y'all are hyper-spiritual and y'all looking right at their, they're looking right in the face and all that. That ain't me. I'm just pretending like I'm you and I'm going to tell you about me. I'm not giving you eye contact. I'm going about my business. Because if I give you eye contact, what that means is you have now engaged me and you've already begun to break me down to get into my wallet. So when Peter says, look at us, this dude says, I got him now. Eye contact. Because the most of the people that walked in the temple just passed right by him. They didn't even look at him just like us, just like we would do. Y'all still here? And so now he says, look at us. And he says, oh, yeah. And so watch what the text says. I didn't say this. The text says he gives them his attention expecting to receive something. So his expectation, because of the reputation of the church, because of the reputation that has been associated with this place called the temple, and because of the contact that he now has, he expects to get something from them. But what did he expect? He expected to get what he always got. Whew, Lord have mercy. When the church has a bad reputation, it creates a wrong expectation, and when the expectation becomes the reputation, then you always get what you always got. Lord, have mercy. Let me break that down to you. When the reputation of the church is a watered-down word, y'all still here? Then the expectation is a watered-down word. And so now that the expectation is a watered-down word and the reputation is a watered-down word, I'm always going to get what I always got a watered-down word, because there's no expectation for the church to do any better. When the, ex when the reputation is compromise, that's a church that compromises, then the rep that's the reputation. Then the expectation is that you will compromise, 
And so therefore, I can bring anything in here because you've always accepted anything. And then what I end up getting is always compromise. The problem with that is that there's no end to the compromise. God didn't design the church to be that way. Sorry, it's a bad reputation that has created a bad expectation. And so when you have expectation, watch this, when you have expectation that's wrong, that's been created through reputation, and you're always getting what you always got, when you run into a place that doesn't have that reputation, then you mad. You ever went somewhere and you expected something because that's what always happened? And then you got there and somebody said, well, that's not how it should happen. And they gave you the real rule. Like you always went in the back door and got the, the you know, the bruh man deal. And then, then, you know, you happen to go to a different shop and you in the back door looking for the bruh man deal. And they said, ain't no bruh man deal here. We don't operate that way. Now your expectation has been dashed because of the bad reputation that you thought you, that you always had of that organization. And so now you're not going to get what you always got. And now you're mad and you're ready to distance yourself from that organization. That's what's happening to the church. The church has become empty, watered down, defiled, compromised, and it's got a bad reputation. And those, those that have the expectation, they come with that expectation. How many people, let me ask you this question, how many people came here this morning with the expectation that I'm going to have a healing experience in my life? I got a few hands that came up. But, but why would you have that expectation except that unless you've experienced it before? But if that's not what I've, I've experienced, I only expect to get what I always got. Okay, yeah, Pastor Sterling, he'll probably get up. He'll probably preach for about 35 minutes or 40 minutes. We'll get out. We'll be pushing us out the door around that certain time, and that's going to be it. And I'll get my check mark in. I've done my religious service for today, and in and out the door. That's it. That's it. So I get what I always got. And watch this. And even when the presence of God shows up for healing, you ain't going to get it because you don't expect it. Okay, I'm preaching up here. Let me, let me move y'all along because I think I'm stuck. Y'all, I'm, I'm not really getting to. Okay, so, so here we are. We're trying, to, we're trying to move the church into a revival, the modern-day church. into a, This is a summer revival for the modern-day church, but specifically today we want to revive the reputation of the church. We've already seen that wrong reputation here in this temple uh, creates wrong expectation, and so this guy has a wrong expectation, but how do we change that? How do we turn that around? We can revive the reputation of the church by what we see that transpires in verse number six. Verse number six says this, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. If we're going to revive the reputation of the church, we've got to do what I call righteous imputation. We've got to give to those who come, who are hungry, who are hurting, who are empty, who are broken. We've got to give to them. We've got to impute, transfer to 
them what God has transferred to us. God has put in us the Holy Spirit. Can I talk to somebody this morning? He has put in us the fullness of God. All of the power of God is in you if you are a believer. And if you come in contact with somebody who is not, you've got to transfer, impute to them what God has put in you. So watch this. Peter says, we don't have money. I know you came with the expectation of getting money from us, but we don't have silver and gold. That's not what we have. But what we have, we will impute it. We will transfer the righteousness of God in your direction. Can I help somebody right here? If the church will begin to transfer and begin to impute the righteousness, the holiness, the power of the living God, then the reputation of the church will change. We can change the reputation of the church. We can revive the reputation of the church when we begin to impute the righteousness of God to those we come in contact with. Well, as I said earlier, there's, a, there's, there's some, some thought processes that people have. Katarina, y'all got a brand new building, big old building. Wow. The thought is, y'all got this big old building, y'all got all these members, y'all got lots of money, so I'm going to go there and give me some of that. Let me, let me pause you, pause, 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 push pause. With this big old building came a big old mortgage. And with this big old mortgage came a whole lot of additional responsibilities and a whole lot of additional growth needs and a whole lot of additional things that still have yet to be done and a whole lot still. And it, so, far, sorry. I don't have the silver and gold, but what I have, I'll transfer it to you. I might not have the money that you want, but I've got the power of the living God. I've got Jesus. I'll give you that. I'll give you Christ crucified. I'll give you him buried. I'll give you him resurrected. I'll give him to you coming again. I don't have silver and gold, but what I have, I'll give it to you. I'll pour it out to you. I'll give you all I got. I'll transfer in me what's in me. I'll transfer it to you. I'll put it in your eternal account. I'll give you a word that'll change your life. I might not be able to put change in your pocket, but I can put change in your life. I can change you. I can, I can, in the power of God, not me, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I give it to you. I need to point that out. I need to point that out. What Peter and John transferred, it wasn't of them. It was in the name of Jesus Christ. It was in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They were very specific. Very specific. In the because that's where it comes from. That's where the power, that's where what I'm getting ready to transfer you, that's where it's coming from. And so they transferred to him, this, this man who's been lame since birth. They transferred to him in the name of Jesus the Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit that they've been endowed with. They transferred to him, first of all, hope. Here's a man that was hopeless. 
The only thing he hoped for was to get a few, few pennies, a few, few mites from people as they passed into the temple at prayer time. But they gave him hope. How do you, how do you say that, Pastor? Listen to what they said to him. He took him by the right hand, and they lifted him up. Watch this. They lifted up a lame man who has never, ever walked. Watch this. With the expectation, Peter and John had the expectation. The hope was first in them. That God is able. I wish I could say this like I, like I see it. That God is able to, to change your crippleness, to change your lame feet, and to cause them to be able to hold you up. Even though it has never happened a day of your life, their hope is transferred to him. And so watch this. They lift him up and they tell him, rise up and walk. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I never walked before. They transferred hope to him. We, we have hope that you can. Oh, my God. Can, you, can only, you, can, you, you can't even imagine what would begin to happen in other people's lives if you would just transfer the hope that's in you, the hope of glory. If you would just begin to transfer that to other people, even though they don't believe it, they can't see it, believe it for them. I believe God can change your life. I believe God can, can change your situation. I believe God can heal you. I, I believe God can take the cancer away. Get up out of the bed. I believe it. They believed it. So they transferred to them hope. But they also transferred to him healing. This man was healed. Healed, watch this, by the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's healed. It says, they took him by the hand, lifted him up. Immediately, his feet and his ankle bones received strength. He didn't have to go through no physical therapy. Ain't nobody had to twist on him, bend on him. He didn't have to go through traction. He didn't have no surgeries, nothing. Instantly, immediately, the power of God transferred him, changed him from a lame man to a leaping man. God from Zion. This guy who gets healed right here by the hope that's transferred, by the healing that's transferred, by the help that's transferred, by the righteousness that's transferred from Peter and John, this man now all of a sudden, instantaneously, he's not only healed, watch this, the Bible says, so, so, after he got strength, so he leaping up. I mean, you would think he would take some baby steps first. I mean, you just got, you've been lame all your life. And you, in my mind, I'm thinking, take some baby steps first just to make sure this works. No, he immediately, he's jumping up, leaping, and stood and walked and entered the temple for the first time, Lord Jesus. Let me tell you something. When the hope of Christ is transferred in the heart of the believer. They don't have to stand outside the temple no more. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't have time to, to, to deal with this the way I want to, but let me say this. There's some folk that are in the house, but they're still outside the temple. 
But when the power and the righteousness of God is working inside of you, you'll come inside the house of God. You'll come inside the temple. And this God comes inside the temple, manifesting all that God had done in his life, demonstrating all that God had done in his life, manifesting that the power of God has worked on him. And watch this. And don't you let people keep you from going inside because of what you used to be. This man said, I'm, I used to be the one that set up the temple, but I'm going inside the temple now. I'm going inside there because I've got a word. I've got to tell it. I've had something happen inside of me that I've got to tell it. So we move from righteous imputation to real celebration, real glorification. This guy's got to tell it. He can't keep it to himself. He's in the house of God leaping, jumping, testifying of the goodness of God. And I stop by to let you know when we revive the reputation of the church, you'll see people that will come with real true worship because God desires such that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Not out of religious ritual, not out of some command, stand on your feet, clap your hands like you're some kind of seal. Nobody don't need to treat you like a seal when God has done something in your life, when God has healed you, when you've come out the power of God, when you've been moved out of darkness into the marvelous light. Ain't nobody got to provoke you. Nobody got to tell you, raise your hand, clap your hands. No, I can't keep it to myself. He's leaping, he's jumping, he's walking in the house of God. Can I talk to somebody just for a moment? If you look at the text, he doesn't care who looks at him. He's not concerned about what people might think because when God has done something in your life, you're going to tell it. You're going to show it, and you don't care about what other people think. If you got to run, you're going to take off running. If you've got to shout, you're going to keep shouting. If you've got to stand up and raise your hands in the air, you're going to stand up and wave to the Lord. Woo, Jesus! Oh, my, my. We revive the reputation of the church. We afford the expectation of the church to be changed. When the saints of God begin to impute what God has given them. See, he didn't give it to you to keep it and just, just hold it to yourself. No, he says after the, the power has come upon you, you will become my witnesses. You will be the ones that will tell other people about me. And when you've done that, that's when we've accomplished what God called us to do. That's what the church is all about. It's about being witnesses for the kingdom and for the king. We're royal ambassadors. This ain't our home. We got another home those who are born again. We've got another home, and we've just been left here to tell folk there's still room <laughs> to get on board. 
there's still time. The ship of Zion hadn't come yet, but you better get on board. If I can say it like the old folk used to say, get on board, get on board, because the ship of Zion, I need to tell somebody, it's on its way. Yeah, yeah, and so you still got time to get on board. I might not have silver and gold. Might not have the bangingest choir in the world. I might not have a celebrity musician. I might not have a show to put on. But what I do have, I give it to you. What I do have, I pass it on to you. Whatever I got, I give it to you. In the name of Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Buca Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.